0: Welcome to Dayton Warcry Club. I'm Warren, and today I'm joined by special guests Mike Sansom and Robert Skomer. Tonight we'll be talking about all the latest Warcry news and reveals from the past month, including the Nova Open, and then do a rundown of all the winning lists from Nova as well, including a breakdown from Robert, who is the runner-up at the event. We also have several upcoming local events to announce, as well as other organizers' events coming up across the country we'd like to tell you about. All coming up on this episode of Dayton Warcry Club. Hey, good evening, guys. How's it going? What's up?
1: What's going on, man?
0: So we got a little change in uh, in uh, guests tonight. Here, I got uh, Mike Sansom uh, from uh, Wisconsin on tonight, and uh, we got him as on as a kind of a special guest co-host. And we also happen to luck into having Robert Viscomi on. Uh, who uh, plays well at the Nova Open. So he's a fan of the show. Uh, great to have you guys on.
2: Thanks, man. Super happy to be here, man. Yeah, thanks for the invite. Excited to excited to see it from this side for once.
0: Yeah, you, I, I run a pretty smooth operation, I think. So um, so far, so good. Yeah, before we yeah. get started, um, but anytime I have someone new on, I do like to kind of like get their background. I like their gaming background. Um, so like, you know, what are the games did you play? What got you into Warhammer or Warcry or something like that? So, uh, Mike, how about you go
2: first? Yeah, so uh, I've been a been a nerd my whole life, and uh, used to buy D and D books and read them without anybody to play with. Um, so, just always loved living in the fantasy worlds. Uh, started playing more the last couple of years. Probably like I don't know, like five years ago, got a local group together, got into minis. Uh, nobody else was really into them,, uh, but I got deep into them and then slowly uh, dipped my dipped my toe outside of the WizKids waters and more and more into the the GW waters. And uh, that was it. I was fully immersed, baptized in the uh, in the G w uh, yeah, lake, I guess, <laughs> Ocean maybe probably ocean. Um, and yeah, got got super lucky that uh, there's a there's a ton of folks locally. Um, the dogs of work right guys uh, live live in the same town as I do. so I was, Messing with models and saw that there's a tournament going on um, or an event really uh, going on last year after Adepticon, where they were basically replaying the the event. uh, Decided to to reach out and been playing pretty much every single week ever since. Yeah, and Madison has like a big AOS
0: group as well. And I, I assume there's probably also a decent like 40k kill team community as well. I know there's a lot of gaming in Madison in general
2: yeah there's a there's a ton there's like tundra tactics that um they do a lot of a lot of 40k stuff there's a huge yeah yeah, there's a there's a huge underworlds community within like the whole mortal realms community as well they do like uh um they do the story story phase work uh they do um what's the other one uh path to glory the other one too so yeah bunch of really really good guys awesome people to play with awesome people to chat with and uh yeah nice nice to have them nearby okay
0: and then, uh, Robert, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, your background in gaming, and uh, what got you into Warhammer and Warcry.
1: Um, I'm out of New Jersey, which is pretty much just the armpit of America, and uh, you think we'd have a lot more gaming communities here, and uh, we don't. We have a lot of kill team, a lot of 40K, a lot of sweaty, aggressive mm-hmm. people, and that's kind of where I grew up in these uh, breeding pits of uh, anger and excess. Which is kind of awesome, so I grew a thick skin of handling people, but really I started off as a little kid in my brother's room, I'd sneak in his room, and like I'm talking early 90s, he would have these uh, Blood Bowl, and it was like the resin figures and the cards, and I just remember being eight years old and obsessively reading stats, not knowing what they did, but just memorizing stats for factions, and like that was super cool to me, and uh, you know, not having money, not having other kids to play with uh in that area. I grew up and then eventually I got into AOS. I tried kill team, I tried a skirmish game called Guild Ball, and then eventually mm. I just turned around and I uh someone's like, Hey, you know, you like trying different AOS armies, why don't you try Warcry? And uh, I got hooked because it was are you telling me I don't have to spend six hundred dollars and months of painting to I could just play whatever I want, whatever I want. And it just drew me in right away. The simplicity of the rules, the uh, just fluid gameplay, 40 minute rounds really complemented my life as a father of three. Uh, So that kind of got me in there. And I've been working on trying to grow the uh, local community up by teaching a lot of the AOS players, like, hey, take your AOS bands. You don't have to spend a dime. I got all the terrain and uh, we've been going from there. Even got a couple kill team converts Got people a lot more calmer, not as angry. It's been great, and uh, that's where I'm at.
0: <laughs> you mentioned Guild Ball, isn't it the skirmish game that was like insanely skill-based?
1: Oh yeah, man. I I uh, I have a penchant for just wanting to know rules like a psychopath, and uh, that game was one of the hardest games I think I've ever played in my life, and uh, it was also one of the most fun games until it self detonated on itself.
0: Yeah, because it was it was exactly that it was absolutely it was like chess. It was the better player would always win. There was like very little luck at all.
1: Yeah, it was nothing but learning how to stack, balance resources and just manipulate everything in front of you and uh you either it was basically murder uh soccer and mm-hmm. either you just beat the whole team down or you scored three goals to win and uh you just kind of played to whatever your guild was and I'll tell you what, like it was so easy to manipulate dice, like you said, everything came down to how much well do you know what you want to do, and where you want to go that it was just repetition and grind and knowing what the open endedness of the rules were.
0: Yeah, I mean, part of that is attractive to me but then again, like you said the gate the game self imploded because if you're new coming in, you would learn the game and I heard like stories like you you might win your first game because they let you win and then you wouldn't win a game for like another like two years. until so you got good enough to like actually like beat people.
1: Oh yeah. It was, it was, it was brutal. You'd play what was called a demo game of like three on three. And like, usually you would win those games and people like, wow, this is great. You know, you get, you're riding that high. It's only buy a box in and then you're <laughs> set and buy some things. And the next thing you know, you're spending the next year just eating dirt. Like it's hard. Get good the
0: um, game. Oh yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Stop being stop being bad. The game. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, I,
0: I'm I'm glad Warcry is a little more newbie friendly, so you know we can hopefully grow the, the the great the game the community that way. So.
1: Oh, for sure, it's for sure way more accessible, and it's also just way more fun to teach. You can teach the rules in like ten minutes and just go and have fun.
0: Yeah, I taught it uh, a couple weeks ago, actually. Anyway, uh, so for tonight, um, we'll put you on the spot. Uh, plus I haven't done any hobby either, so no hobby update, but, uh, we've got a lot of news to cover since our last one. So we have all the Nova previews to cover, uh, the new Bladeboard Warbands war bands got published as well. We can talk a little about that for a little bit, but then really the, uh, the main focus is going to be the, uh, the Nova tourney results. And then we also got some upcoming events, to, uh, to talk about as well, but, uh, let's get to it. So in Nova Open, we got to see the uh, the Hunter and Hunted, and so we found out that uh, the next Warband is actually going to be a, essentially a double box. You get the uh, the Gorgers, you get the the uh, the Wilder Hunt Core, and you also get this uh, Maw Pit involved, this Maw Pit included as well. So I was I'm pretty stoked to see this. The terrain piece I kind of like. Uh, I, love I like it. both of the Warbands.
2: Uh, yeah that terrain piece is yeah it's so evocative and uh i've been i've been slowly trying to build up uh truly truly psychotic tendencies here but i'm trying to make a board for every single map icon there is uh in the Narwood and the the eater pits one i just want like five of these things (laughs) to throw on a board yeah and i'm getting i'm getting deeper into my my
0: backlog of Gur terrain as well now so
2: (laughs) (laughs) just keeps growing it's like going into an actual forest now
0: well see if I keep on waiting and waiting and waiting, eventually they'll stop make they'll stop making that stuff and then I can finally stop and do it all at the same time and have it all be the same scheme. That's that's the, the secret plan.
1: That's awesome. That sounds so sick. The uh, this box though, just the just the dogs alone are enough to to beckon anybody to come. Be like, we got dogs here. <laughs> we got some we got some dogs, we got a big maw pet. We're ready to go. Yep, you like, get you just look at these war bands. Five dogs, awesome. yep. So
0: yeah, we preview these, and so here we got more pictures of them. I, I like these guys. Uh, they're cool. We don't don't know anything about their stats, but these guys I could use these from Mordheim or something like that, so I love that vibe. You got an Arbalester. But then here we, we didn't know about these, so the Gorger Maw Pack, and so uh, there is there's a typical Gorger for you. So all these guys are probably gonna be some variation on this profile, about 200 points, five models that you get um so i'm i'm looking forward to these guys too it's going to be an interesting i don't know how interesting it'd be head-to-head but uh in terms of like having something something i mean they've been doing something different for a lot of these new uh for a lot of these new war bands i'm really digging it
1: i'm just really excited it's more pieces for destruction soup and uh it places replaces the windmill slam slam dunk gorger made out of resin <laughs> 50 pounds uh and they give you different options and i think i think i'm just i'm amped oh, yeah. about this i'm so amped about it you have no idea yeah
0: we this don't is... know what the stats are but the leader yeah whatever the stats of the leader are if he's good or has unique abilities for its points cost or something like that yeah he could be a something you slot
2: in
1: those veins in that forums' it's telling me three six all day
2: <laughs> they, I mean they gotta they gotta hit hard right you can't you can't have ogres yeah. that are just pillow fisted and out here out here tickling people it's gotta they gotta be able to smash especially with I mean if, I'm hoping I'm really hoping that GW has figured out why questers weren't that good competitively and it wasn't necessarily the numbers although it definitely hurts but like if you can't get activation advantage back through removing models, it, you're just in really bad shape you know the abilities you can only really count on what getting like two extra maybe three per uh per round if you're really lucky and have good good wild dice management but like yeah these guys have got to be able to just crush and at, if at worst they're all similar profiles so that gorger man i'm, I'm stoked to play play all this crew and that, there's a there's a the, the second one from the left there's some conjecture out there about that being uh, our first female ogre she's got kind of like a um almost like a, a brazier of uh, jawbones going on, which yeah. is kind of fun. It's kind of exciting to have a female model in there, too. Yeah. <laughs> I'd highlight it, but don't
0: want to get in trouble here. <laughs> that's fair. that's fair. <laughs> some, some yeah, that drawing was
2: crazy cause it's got a, it's got six fingers on one hand and six toes on one foot too.
1: listen, there's a there's a sock for every foot, and that's my foot. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so i yeah, I'm waiting for these to come out. So as of as of the time we're recording, still no still no uh, update on them going in or, or still no update on them getting announced for a Saturday pre-order yet, but uh, any week now. Oh
1: I'm so hopefully excited. hopefully sooner rather than later.
0: can can't wait yep. to get
1: my hands on these guys. Ooh, this is the money right here though. Let's talk about yep. the real so, things that matter.
0: Yep, so here's the Iron Jaws. So we got a whole lot of Iron Jaws previews. Uh, some characters, couple new ver- new versions of brutes. So if you didn't have brutes already or wanted different ones, so these um, you have another option for a was a jagged gore Hacker there on the left.
2: Uh, oh yeah, that's a good, yeah, like a like a proxy farm. That's yeah, that's a good yep. idea. The poses are what is
1: what's really interesting because I don't know if you're familiar with uh Murak's crushes, right? You see the dudes on the uh, the center on the left one who's leaping off with the two section club? And then you see the same similar pose all the way on the right, on the right picture. Those are very similar to the poses that they used in the Morgax crushes that are now a out of print underworld warband. It's like $90 to get a box if you can find one for three models. And I'm super stoked. They're going back to this very dynamic uh, brute. That's just more than just a guy sitting there looking like come at me with some armor and some weapons. These are awesome looking.
2: Those yeah, those models are crazy to try to find. I was looking online the other day, and they're like 80 bucks for the white box without even like the underworlds cards if you want them. So, yeah, for sure, being able to get some proxies for those.
0: Another thing I was really interested in seeing is this. Oh the hard boys glow up here. Oh my god. Yep. So the two-hander, it looks like the two-handed option is not there. Uh everything they all have shields, but the weapon is shield ones look great. Uh oh Spear and Shield is a is a new one for Warcry that doesn't exist, but yeah. Replacing some old sculpts there, some old uh Warhammer Fantasy era sculpts.
1: Are you familiar yes. with the old uh Boys?
0: Uh aka Blackworks, yes.
1: Uh yeah, with the uh seven-inch thick metal skirts that go underneath that look horrible when you paint them. I have about roughly 40 50 art boys downstairs from playing big Wag, And uh, I'm going to give you a surprise ending where they're going after I get the first two boxes, they're going straight to the trash. (laughs) These models are unbelievable. I don't even care if they have the profile work, right? We're putting them in there. We're cutting it up and we're putting some weapons and they're just going to have shield profile.
2: I did. I saw someone talking about it um, a day or two ago, um, and I think you're, yeah, Warren. I think you're right. I don't think uh, there's any option without a shield um, in the box. Everybody's, everybody's nice and uh, strapped up with those those big pieces to keep them safe. So that's what they're. They're just here. They're they're defenders. They're just but, trying to keep themselves safe. But looking at it, you could probably
0: do some sort of kit bash, right? Not use the shield arms. Source some other left arms. And probably get something that gets the point across of having a two hander. I think you could probably still do that.
1: Thousand percent, thousand percent count.
2: That's kind of wild that they're all left handed shields, too. I'm just looking at that. That is, that makes the kit bash way harder, uh, just from, <laughs> from the single box.
0: Yeah, because no, yeah, because
2: no dual wheels either. So, mm-hmm. yeah, brutal, but worth it. Still, still so pretty. Oh, uh, still
1: so <laughs> just the helmet alone and like the. Just the, the poses, the dynamics, like casting of it is just so much more worth it than the other hard boys.
2: Got the, got the double jawbone antenna on that guy up in the, the right corner there.
1: Oh, for sure. For Getting
2: sure. the signal for the lock coming in.
1: Right. Full 5G on the back. We're not going <laughs> to skip a beat.
0: So uh, other previews of interest. I, I always take interest in the uh, the new Warhammer... Uh, underworld sets because these are sculpts that we could see war cry rules for and so we got a slanesh war band which, which looks pretty sweet and we got some uh some ianeth deepkin as well
2: we got some demons too which i feel like uh that's the first first time they've popped up in underworlds at all
0: yep that's right because dread pageant was
2: mortals mm-hmm. that's price, Yeah. that squid though i mean yeah that boxing squid i'm i'm here for it that the thralls look incredible the jellyfish on like the leader's base like i it's it's just it's the worst part is they're gonna suck so much because they're all in idanet so that's just the rules. You're going to get a beast that can probably fight okay, uh, so it's an auto-include because everything else is is not doing anything important besides, like, two models. And then, yeah, the thralls, they'll give you one extra wound just to make sure that IDK stays <laughs> right. stay below average. It'll and they'll charge
1: then... you, like, 20 extra points for the extra wound and one extra it. movement. Yeah, right.
2: and it's still better than taking the regular model. <laughs> yeah! <laughs>
1: they're awesome. You know, The slinish demons are something that are pretty unreal looking uh they make me uncomfortable looking at it i don't know why it just it's very unsettling but uh if they can get some rules over for it man i mean that's pretty awesome plus idk can kind of just flex with having fish squid and crabs even if they're bad like who cares you got a zoo you got an aquarium on your team
2: right this this is the worst name they've done in my opinion in uh underworlds though death gorge like i think it's supposed to be in the um is it Antor, the the northern part of Gur, or at least the colder part of Gur. and i was like trying to trying to guess names fun cool like yeah you know, yeah like chasm and chill and all this kind of stuff and they're like just death gorge like it, <laughs> it, was, it was inelegant like for what I was expecting. yeah it's just the next metal band name like that's right all. <laughs> I mean, that squid, though, dress up as a bunch of squid with your metal band. That'd be kind of sick.
1: That is pretty sick. The other dude's got jellyfish, too. Like, let's yeah, go with those that. things.
2: Sending them, too. Get out there. Sending Start them, stinging. bro.
1: Get the jellyfish attacks. It's going to be a triple. Roll uh, two dice. It's going to be one one to two damage. From four <laughs> to fives. Value of dice on the six. You know it.
2: Yeah, I do. The... Um the lore kind of stuff that they they had in the article about the the demons was kind of cool i can't remember the names of them but the the leader is supposed to be like super like like uh, slothful basically like just the crazy, laziest demon that ever that ever has been which is just a fun fun take on slanesh i don't feel like we've seen
0: oh yeah months. you know cuz it's all about excess right it's not mm-hmm, necessarily right. lust like right.
2: everyone associates with it Right. And it's even like kind of a pivot from it's a is it Glutose, the really big um, the really big model they have um, that's, yeah it's
1: the centerpiece one
2: mm-hmm. and he's like yeah more like I don't know I take him as being a little more like uh, indulgent and um, yeah just gorging himself and this one isn't necessarily just consuming stuff but just being lazy just kicking it it's just it's full on weekend mode Slanesh demons. <laughs>
1: I mean we are not hit the nail on the head right it's excess it's not just lust everyone's like oh it's got to be sexy demon crab ladies wouldn't it's really just the excess of nothingness the excess of of violence the excess of lust the excess of just sloth it's it's awesome and they're really exploring a different boundary
2: with it which i think is awesome i mean like you said they'll sock for every foot right i mean someone's finding these demons sexy <laughs>
0: We're gonna keep oh, going back to that or, to all, all episode, aren't we? <laughs>
2: like,
1: yeah, it's gonna be no, like can we can't? The guy it. on the left, I haven't looked away from him in like five <laughs> minutes. I'm just really upset about it.
2: I appreciate so, they put the crab claw in there too. Had to, right. had to be for the under the the water style. Get a, get some more claws.
0: So speaking of underworlds, also we finally got some more underworlds rules here. So <sighs> we got we got a demons. We got a uh, some Stormcast. I can't remember which chamber. Thunder? They got their Thunder
2: Strike. They're Thunder Strike. Thunderstrike.
0: Yeah. Because we, we got some Night Haunt. So the Night Haunt guy, he's like a big executioner, like the executioner profile. A couple little guys with some abilities to kind of pump him up. Uh, some weird Sezinch
2: abilities. Rob and I spent a lot of time uh, looking at these together, and uh, we are in love. I think with all of them. Is that would you say, Rob? Almost everything that's come out. I think in I've, these I've tested
1: everything here at least five times in different lists already on TTS with these guys, including uh, except for Scabix. I haven't played Scabix, but we already know what's going on with that. Uh, so this is. Is there anything that grabbed your eye, Warren, about any of these guys?
0: These guys, no. Really. What's no, if no. you had to play you one? You know then? me, cause I'm all about these guys. <laughs> one of those. <laughs> one of those. One of those guys. These guys look awesome. Here's their profiles. Oh. So on Discord, pe- folks haven't been doing a lot of brewing or putting the other ones in lists, but there's everybody been brewing scaven lists with Scabix Plague Pack, and oh, that's the triple baby.
1: Yeah, yeah there's some a, there's some boy.
0: interesting there's some interesting abilities um yeah the triple being the big one a um, mm-hmm. couple free actions if you have a big guy say a storm fiend you can giving extra attack action to a storm fiend is good uh plus an extra attack to
2: to uh the user itself scabbic I don't think you can give it to anything other than the plague pack plague guys pack. I think it has to be one of the ones with the, the oh, yeah plague pack oh, right. oh, otherwise okay. Yeah, obviously, hands-down like, winner if you're giving storm, I think action, oh, okay. man. Let's storm start playing feet. the game and all buy
0: now. I was going to say, it's a, it's a one-piece combo, though. So, you could just use it on himself and give himself yeah. two extra attacks and just go berserk. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. You could I mean, bless you get, him for the extra strength, too, is what we were yeah. talking about. You mm-hmm. ally him into anything in chaos, and all of a sudden, it's like attack, 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 attack. Like, <laughs> you throw in, what, you're throwing 16 dice at that point? Like, jeez.
2: Yeah, just wild what what the output can be, and like I mean that two inch range is really nice too. Um, but like if you yeah like like uh, I, I definitely think strength is probably a, a blessing if you can get it on there. Um, just because oh, yeah. otherwise yeah. yeah, chaff. They is to start. To a four four. Two, four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but like four Phenomenal. four dice at you know uh, two four uh, damage. It's just wild when you can do that four times in a round.
0: So some of the other models. Um, they're interesting. So like poxlix and Ricket. So I noticed that what they are is they're essentially the same profiles as plague as regular plague monks. As if you took a regular seventy-five point plague monk. I'm sorry, they're not seventy-five anymore, they're eighty. You took a regular eighty point plague monk and paid the fifteen points for the plus four wound blessing, you get these guys. Mm. But But these guys are five points cheaper than you taking a regular Plague Monk and doing that. So Mm. these, I don't think, I still don't think they're great because paying 90 points for a chaff model is still way too much. But at least it's a better deal than most of the chaff you buy, that you have available to buy for Skaven. Uh, It's getting to the point now where the only chaff model I really like in Skaven now is the Storm Vermin with Shield. Mm. because he has some durability to him yeah and again you're focusing on your big guys to do your work for you
2: what's what's crazy in this is too is that uh scritter isn't a beast uh he's carrying that little little rockaroonie little treasure boy so he can uh he can scuttle about and grab all the goodies as well which is really really interesting it's a definitely wow. a wild it's a terrifying model to uh, put on the battlefield, because if you drop it, I'm pretty sure he dies with those four wounds and two toughness. But um, yeah, just kind of a neat, uh, I, I appreciate when they make weird profiles like that, that really complement the model. And Underworlds is so good for that. And these guys really do feel like, yeah, I mean, on, honestly, everything that I think came out with this, um, this is probably my favorite like release that they've done for Underworlds rules, just because everything is so kind of weird and thematic in a way that really uh, aligns with how the models feel like they should play. Yeah, I'm I'm in the market for this
0: for sure, just because, you know, even if I don't play them in a tournament list, like just to have them in the collection, you know, have them paint them up. Because I got started in in uh, Warcry with Skaven. I painted up 13 Plague Monks and you could play 13 Plague Monks in a list oh my God. Uh, when I first started. Back, so this is, yeah, this is like harkening is back 0. to that. Oh, my yep.
2: God. Yeah. And 1.0, <laughs> 70 points apiece and then your giant rats that you could also just yeah ruin people's days with
0: i didn't even have a giant rats i just had 13 plague monks oh so you're a you total scum 12, <laughs> were... 12 plus a speaker of the word
2: oh my god he yeah. he's got that ability to just uh negate abilities right can't near can't
0: yeah, him. i i was i only ever use it for uh uh leave from the back mm-hmm. so you have a you could have like three or four plague monks around a guy and then you're popping lead from the back and giving three, or four guys, the extra attacks. They got oh. you. I mean, they didn't do oh. a lot of damage, but it was like the crit fishing is all about crit fishing. It was, yeah, it was
2: gross for sure. I mean, and and you know, when counter didn't exist way, way nicer.
1: Did you ever have a friend that's like, you know, Oh man, we live in such a bad time. You know, I think when people say that, they're like, yeah, well, they didn't have counter, and there was twelve play monks. You know, we live in a good time. We're okay. We're safe right now. We
2: didn't have swarms of fourteen spiders. On yeah, there.
1: for sure. We're yeah. There wasn't someone, some maniac spamming seven boxes of snakes. Uh, so we're fine. We're okay, guys.
0: So talking about tournaments, though, let's talk about the uh, the tournament format a little bit. And it looks like I needed to uh, fill this one out a little bit more, but. We're going to talk about tournament format a little bit i'll fix it in post and so this is kind of a unique format um and you'll see the results here uh they're kind of we put them in order of of match wins uh and there's a pretty clear first second third for the tournament but the way this played out if you weren't familiar uh justin from uh, tabletop and beyond was the organizer for this format he and uh, Jason. And they ran it uh, three rounds of Swiss. It, so everyone was in, put in groups, kind of like pool play for a soccer tournament or a rugby tournament. And there's three rounds of Swiss. And at the end of the three rounds, they took all of the all of the first ranked members from each pod and they put them together in a single ELIM bracket and all the second place players from each pod and all of the third place players from each pod all the way down. And so... I focused, you know, most of the winning results focused on the folks that went three and O in their first pod and then, uh, and then how they played out, but it was very possible for someone to maybe say go two and one and win their bracket and get covered here as well. Uh, Rob, so you played in this, what was your take on this format?
1: Uh, so this was my second tournament ever for Warcry, But having played like magic The gathering and, playing sports growing up with just Swiss style formats for tournaments. Uh, this felt super refreshing and super fun, uh, and made planning for the tournament like quintessential. I loved this format for everything.
0: Hmm. Yeah. I was looking at it and like from the outside looking in, I couldn't play, uh, in the tournament I was signed up for it, but had work things come up. So I wasn't able to make it the day of the tournament, but, um, it's not how I would run it, but actually having seen the coverage on this. And, oh, by the way, if um, check out Tabletop and Beyond. Uh, they have a YouTube channel. They have podcasts. They did a, an episode before Nova going over all of these lists in depth as well. And then they also did a tournament after Nova with kind of like their results and the after action too. So really good coverage, a lot of coverage from uh, uh, Tabletop Beyond, the winning Warcry episodes on that. Uh, but uh, Justin had said, you know, he he put a lot of work into into he put a lot of thought into this, and he also did a survey of everyone that played afterwards, and was you know really kind of really trying to uh, 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 get a feel from the players uh, what they thought of it, and I, I I really appreciate that though because it's one thing for me. Or, or someone else who couldn't play in the tournament or, or observers online to kind of say, well, that's not the way you should run a tournament. But if the people that were in it, had fun with it, and they come back, uh, that's, that's Justin's most important metric to go by. So, you know, if, if the people are with them, then I stand by a decision.
2: It was uh, it was really cool. He had a <clears throat> a Google sheet that he was updating everything on throughout the day, and uh, kind of uh, impromptu, uh, Dan from the Salty Sea and I were both. Uh, uh, not as busy that day as maybe we could have been um and we are we're just kind of watching all the updates and uh giving a pseudo commentary on how everything was going out oh yeah live updates mm-hmm. yeah that was that was super fun i really appreciated that justin made that available watching him uh, enter the scores was so dramatic and uh, especially in a format that i felt really uh complimented uh <laughs> creating drama was really effective at, at doing that so um that was that was really really cool to see uh kind of how everything played out in real time uh in a in a little more intimate way than i think um you can see in like bcp and stuff like that so uh yeah that was, that was super fun any any tos that want to do that uh make sure you post those links so we can so we can watch it and, and creep on what's going on
0: yeah in a slightly per- per- in a slightly more perfect world uh where i maybe i can't play a tournament i could support if i could support a tournament doing coverage like either live video coverage or play-by-play or something like that um you know that's something we haven't seen yet in uh, we had something we haven't really seen a whole lot of in Warcry. I try to do what I can. You know, if I'm there to watch a final game, and I'll I'll put it, I'll put a bunch of pictures up uh, uh, on Discord and kind of do some live play-by-play commentary. But there's really a lot going on here for this uh, final round.
2: Well, you you got that you got in there for the last what three activations of the championship game too. So that was that was really cool to to get even more intimate of uh, yeah, what's going on while Rob was playing. <laughs>
0: My my skill is showing up in the very final round of, yeah, showing up in the very final round of the uh, the tournament because I think that's what happened last year as well. I got to Nova <laughs> right in the
2: final round. Right when the work's done, Warren gets there. I got, I have two major,
0: I have two major days of the year. I've I, I have graduation and I have student orientation, and it just so happens that both of them fall the day before major Warcry cry tournaments at <laughs> at uh, conventions.
1: Oh, life is cruel. <laughs> Yep, it's awful. I think uh, before I even knew who you were, uh, you were coming up when you were coming up taking pictures, and I saw this guy come up taking pictures, and I like looked back, and I'm like, "Who's taking pictures of this?" And someone's <laughs> like, "Oh, don't worry about it. That's, that's the warden from a uh, didn't work record club." I'm like, oh, "Okay, cool. Like it just like it just I didn't even know it. I was like, "Oh, that seems good. It seems normal." But prior to that, I think I was so into it, it didn't click until like I looked up and saw it. Uh, I was so locked in and laser focused that like when I saw you step back with the camera, I was like taken back for a second. I thought that was awesome that you came there to even snap a couple things. And uh, speaking of live coverage, we were talking to Justin and Jason and we're like, hey, you know, next time you do this, we should have like the top table should be right next to you with some cameras to just live like live stream the top table or top place table for uh, whoever's there. I think that'd be really interesting, too.
0: Yep. in a perfect world you have like a feature match live stream you, some, a some lot of those other uh, games they had they had similar setups there.
2: But we're, I mean, hopefully we keep growing. We can get there. I think it'd be really cool. I think with uh, what's going on with uh, Tabletop Simulator, it's been great. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit, but uh, being able to watch people's games while they're playing it live, people kind enough to to stream it so that everybody can see it has been a really cool experience to uh, just bond with the community and, and just get to watch people play, get get to see more games. If you got the time to yeah, lock in and watch sometimes an hour and a half, two hour games. Yeah, big chess match.
0: Mm-hmm. So sweaty, (laughs) sweaty. So speaking of sweaty, so sweatiest player in the room has to be Justin Orton, uh, a two-time Nova champ now. And uh, so here's his list. Uh, And again, so I'll read the list here. If you, if you're not familiar, it's, it's what he played at Adepticon. I'll read it out as well. Uh, Keep in mind if uh, you, the best place to catch this is on YouTube, but uh, if you're just listening on uh, uh, on the podcast version, he ran two Gut Lords, two Bruggets, uh, and he had a handful of Underworlds models as well. He had Quiv, Bushwhacka, Lugnant Thwack, Shriek, and then a single Noblar for uh, 995 points. And so the Gut Lord, uh, you know, he calls the, the list Double Trouble. So it's built around Gut Lords and Brewgits. Gut Lord has a base profile three six five ten which is crazy and with a brew get goes up to five five attacks or six attacks and could pretty much one shot any fighter in the game if you set it up right and then everything else is just simply uh having models uh on the board to contest objectives
2: this was the same one he brought to uh adepticon too i remember when that's uh, correct yep mm-hmm, yeah when when he and uh dan from salty sea where we're playing i was actually right next to him and uh i was playing my buddy joe uh from from town here we ended up matching up and uh watched more of their game than we played ours to be honest <laughs> it was fun to fun to see those guys uh versus the versus the camera last time and it's it's a i mean it's a really tried and true format right now right we've seen this a ton that brew gets pumping stuff up is just it it clears models right you're you're cleaning stuff off the board in a hurry and um using those super efficient uh little little nobblers and uh, Underworlds models from um, from the, the different warbands from there. They just they help you fill out that list really well. So I mean, it's it's going to kill holes through most lists. Yep,
0: yeah. And if you remember in Adepticon, uh, Justin uh, made an attack tr- against the against salty's chimera mm-hmm. didn't kill the chimera and want to probably be in the uh the pivotal points in the game so yeah uh, not it having was... gone against the chimera this time around uh but he i think he you did give him a, a pretty good fight uh right rob
1: yeah he uh it was it was really interesting um so when i looked at the list and like i saw him taking it and uh we saw i saw him come up against me uh, my list fares well into anything that wants to run into me, or anything that wants to stay away from me. And uh, he sent one gut lord right into me right off the rip, trying to be very aggressive to lock out shots from Rothgorn. And so he presents a threat for a threat, and pretty much he triggered all my reactions. Um, we get each other down. I think like, uh, and I have forty wounds on Rothgorn. Uh, we get each other down real low to the point where um when this gut lord went to attack on turn two off a of rampage uh i double countered and we killed each other and oh, wow. uh that double down that. baby that's that was, baby.
0: i think that's where i started watching the game because when i the first i think the first time i remember looking at your table state there was one gut lord off the table and hroth off the table
1: Right, so at that point it became, can I stay away, play keep away, from a gut lord and remove all the little pieces, which I was doing, uh, really well, um, and it came down to a couple things at the end, and it and it was there, and I think I never saw the, uh, everyone sweats about the brugets He had two brugets and uh, he did loon shrine potion, one of them once. <laughs> And if you don't give any type of setup or you take tempo away from any type of uh or any type of model that wants to pop something to set up like fight for profit and then go in, uh, it really disrupts them. However, the 510 profile is just enough to just, you know, one, two tap something or anything in general. Um, so it was pretty interesting uh, where the later rounds of three and four. Became his gut lord, trying to chew up my smaller stuff, and my uh, boss is trying to chew up his smaller stuff, and then just kind of switch and control objective and points, and try to keep it up that way.
2: Those yep. uh, those uh, Brugets with ogres in particular, as well as <clears throat> stuff like I mean, any anything that's got a free move on a double, essentially. Um, you know, ogres have the plus uh, was it plus three on the on the mob path yeah, for the first the action. Path. It just it lets you like. Bruges, you're projecting what you're gonna do, right? You you show, hey, here's here's where I'm gonna start swinging. Um, this list it's pretty easy to see where the swings are gonna start coming from, but um, it's it's just so hard to get away from an ogre that's moving seven, threatening two inches from there, and then swinging six attacks that you know again enough to enough to kill just about any single model in the game with with one or two attacks. So it's just uh, even though it's it shows kind of a, a simpler um, approach, uh, for, for what you're doing. It is so heavy handed in that approach. It's just, what, what's your plan? It's just to keep throwing tiny things at it and slow it down until the game's over and I'll play them elsewhere or kill yeah, it. it it's,
1: that's exactly what it is. I mean, it's also, they are toughness, 532 wounds, but, uh, if you do commit a couple pieces, you can remove it. I mean, Rothkorn enough, even in like, I think once I couldn't disengage and shoot him, uh and it just became a melee slugfest it was uh it was enough 32 wounds can go quick uh yeah. if if things are kind of being pumped into it and it's like you just said like they have the two inch reach and if i'm seeing them use on the maw path i know they're not doing uh the might makes right so i just throw a little nobbler in front and he could chew that up all day and he's not going to get the second activation and it lets me push around and set up um but they are just they're just horrifying because it's just one move yeah when know, things go bad yeah
0: yeah. <clears throat> yeah when and when things go bad they can chain react and
1: get very very bad
0: and uh, <laughs> this was this was one of the uh the four objective missions if i'm not mistaken
1: yes this, is, this was uh this was a rumble pack mission Yeah,
0: rumble pack rumble pack objective mission so the the numbers do matter here but again yeah congrats to Justin. Uh, Easily, you know his his record speaks for himself. Uh, this term and others, he's probably the best Warcry player in the world. Uh, everywhere he's been with this.
2: That's I mean, yeah, the answer. The results are there. <laughs> yep.
0: So Rob, here's your list. So uh, you ran, so you ran, cruel boys. Uh, you ran kill a boss with flail. Uh, you had three gut rippers with the uh, the spears. He had an ardboy boss. Which is actually a pretty solid fighter uh, as well. And then three hundred points he had Hrothgorn man trapper, and then some a supporting cast of uh, Shank, Quiv, and Bushwhacka.
1: Mm. yeah, this was uh, this was the the masterpiece of soup that I uh, came to hone and craft after months of obsessively just plugging and in things into different things and seeing what works
2: i love that we got a, a quiv bushwhacker mirror match in the final too. Anytime yeah. <laughs> little anything i played when i played peter at adepticon we had a uh, we had a prog off and they literally got to engage and fight each other at one point so yeah did, did quiv and bushwhacker ever get into a scrap or did they avoid each other
1: oh no they they all the little green dudes ran away from each other we just okay. uh we called each other Men of Culture because we both had the same name, <laughs> two of them. we just we were proud of each other for being the people to run two out of front underworld war bands and have fun with it. Uh it it was definitely uh, a really awesome list to run and to see people's faces when they like read the man trapper card uh was pretty satisfying for most of it.
0: Yeah. I so would. so being a one profile. Uh, most of the range profiles in the game got scaled way back in 2.0, right? Thunderfists don't do what they used to do. They used to be one of the scariest range uh, attacks in the game. And Harothgorn, you know, I, you know, at two attacks, strength six, four eight. You know, I, I usually don't like uh, pro models with like a, with a, uh, a two attack profile, but a strength six, you're usually hitting on threes, four eight is like one of the strongest uh, range attacks in the game now. So even though it's not. It's it would. It wasn't great by 1.0 standards and 2.0 standards. It's easily one of the most. Uh, this you know, one of the most uh, powerful range attacks in the game here, and that's. Uh, setting aside all of the abilities that you can use to. Uh, uh, to give them extra attacks so. I know they covered this on tabletop and beyond, but to talk through some of the, the tricks that you had at your, at your disposal, Rob.
1: Oh, man. Um, so pretty much like you said, I agree with you. Anything that wants to throw two dice, uh, rip Croc scores, uh, I'm not going to really touch or want to play because it's too unreliable and one whiff would be enough. Um, and even on a 4-8 profile, hitting on threes, like there's a couple times where I've rolled like a 2 and a 1. It's going to happen. Uh, but what... Gave me the most mileage for him. I had to ask, what is going to let me fire him off more, other than just Shiv, or I'm sorry, Shiva, uh, Quiv, giving him the triple to fire again, other than the Might Makes Right. And uh, when I read Cunning Trap, it was pretty much it doesn't say fighter makes a bonus melee attack. It says makes a bonus attack action must target the fighter move action. So I just said, hey, heck, if I put a rippa in this, uh, in front of him, three inches in front of him i'm all the way back and if somebody with a move three profile which a lot of people were running you know ends up not engaged with them i'm playing kill team and i'm overwatching right into that and then when you're taking 4 8 12 or 16 damage possibly uh trying to move into me i act like a castle without having to set anything up uh, so i protect my artillery piece and punish you for coming into my lane and also the free reactions on top of the kill a boss or on top of the art boy boss would also try to punish you from trying to play aggressive into other positions the uh second game i went against ko and he used a, a mizzen master turn one went a million miles and uh, took a treasure on my side of the board and uh i ran up four with rothgorn shot him did 12 damage Came up with Quiv after another activation. Here you go, boss, which is the triple, which is on the screen. Shot him again for another 12 damage. Killed his Master. turn one through his treasure. And then after that point, it just became the Rothcorn show. Um, so those were the things that were there. The sneaky snares, um, which is on the bottom of the screen, was the other one that I just kind of wanted to be a hipster and play something that was a little bit cooler and unseen. And uh, I just ran him up on a suicide mission bushwhack of 40 40 points for eight wounds better than a regular knoblar uh ran him up uh on the first turn if he was out in deployment and uh i threw that trap token right in the middle of uh their deployment zone so they'd deploy on top of it and they would have to move over and someone would have to activate it and i had a, a little little uh orphan Annie uh trigger it uh, that was my draw round, but, uh, he triggered it and I rolled, I rolled boxcars, did 12 damage off the rip for him, just moving on his turn. Just so, 12 uh,
2: damage for what is it a <laughs> double for 12 damage on an annihilator without being engaged or anything with a 40 point model,
1: right? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, there was just lots of ways to play an offensive control variant that didn't need to set up. And, uh, I like the soup. Because it just let me kind of play to what it was and, and figure out the mission packs and kind of just go from there. So, I mean, this was all about if you want to stay with me, I'm, uh, stay away from me. I'm going to pick you apart with Mantrapper, move in and eventually take your stuff. If you want to come into me, I'm going to trigger free activations and I'm just going to start either swinging or blasting you. So that's really what it came down to was just how can I abuse action economy while maintaining tempo at a high rate.
2: That, yeah, the action economy in this is just—it's wild what you can generate. Like, I, I play a ton of elite lists, and anytime you can get those extra actions on those those big models or action equivalents on those big models is obviously fantastic because they're such valuable actions and activations. Uh, and just the yeah, your synergy that you had with this is just truly, truly in, incredible to to watch. And it's just such a great idea that um, obviously not not only just a great idea, but like it works on the table. Um, it's such a, such a fun list to, to see kind of come out of nowhere too. (laughs) Nobody was really talking about it. I had one guy locally that had been messing around with Rothkorn uh, um, that uh, had some, had some cool ideas and was just trying to plug him in and figure it out. And then um, saw someone else talking about it too. But this is, I think, yeah, the, the, one of the best versions of what this list can possibly do.
1: I appreciate that a lot. I mean, it's a, it's a fun list. And I think one of the best part about the lists is, uh, After you realize what the uh, cunning trap does and after you see what can happen and the stats, it became an instant headache for people like I just looked at people's faces and they're just, it just becomes another level of stress which makes it so hard to play against in a tournament setting like I'll never run this in a narrative or a casual setting where I'm playing with friends, uh, but in the tournament setting, where I have a lot of reps with it and people are unfamiliar with it have to take an extra minute or two and spend mental energy to really look and analyze how it's going to play uh it definitely swings things in my factor pretty well um and I'm going to probably keep going on as more releases come out and uh keep tweaking and keep playing with it cuz it is a soup list yeah um, i was going
0: to say as a as a as a base for a soup list right you have solid chaff here you know we we talked about gut rippers with with spears it's only a matter of time towards until someone kind of breaks them because of how good they are. Right, seventy-five points for fifteen wounds, decent mobility. Uh, you look at the points on the on the kill a boss: five, four, two, five, twenty-eight wounds, move four, all for one hundred ninety points. That's a pretty good rate. And for, he's yeah, just kind of pick for, and choose.
2: And toughness. It's so nice to just have them around. They just kind of they, they're going to last outlast a lot of things.
0: Yep, and this isn't the only this isn't the only crew boys list that we're going to see here either. Uh, I forget why I put Shank here. I must have mixed up Rune Marks or something like that. Is Shank there for points, or did did he have an ability to? I know he's a chief. He has a net. Oh, he okay. Yep, he did have a net as well. Okay, yeah. I just pulled the wrong. No, no, no. I I did this right. So Shank has Shank has the Sneaky Snares ability.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, Shank, yeah, I'm uh, push, sorry, Shank yeah, does have Wack,
0: that. Yeah, yeah. Pushwhacker has the trap. which <laughs> yeah, has Bushwhacker yeah, yeah. delays the trap, yes. but he can go with Rock Right,
1: there's also yeah, like the I unconditionally trusted mm-hmm. you
0: there. So yep, yeah, so that is yep, yeah, so that is truly a suicide net with six wounds.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, he's got four toughness though. I've I've shrugged up, hobbled away. Like it's it's not unrealistic and. Sometimes, like, uh, I'll use it to just. He also is a reaction base, too, because he is a cruel boy, because he's part of Manix Cunning Squad. Um, people want to come in and annihilate my net because it's a net. And it's like, oh, well, you trigger uh, kill a kill boss or you're triggering, uh, you know, the art boy boss. And all of a sudden, it's, I'm coming in to remove your 55 point model. And all of a sudden, I'm leaving with, like, you know, like four or six damage, sometimes, like, you know, more than that. And uh, was it worth it at that point? And if he's still alive, then it's just well, I'm gonna get netted and then everybody's just gonna do what they have to do.
2: That now, net's so good too on a two up, like yeah. Two up, yeah. It's other than what yeah, is it? yeah, it's a strong the net. that's auto net, like it's just <laughs> you got a one in six chance of it not going off. So you can pretty regularly rely on that.
0: At the risk of revealing all of your secrets, uh, for cunning trap, it, is it is it possible? Sometimes for people to play around cunning trap, so say for example, Hrothgorn has a one inch melee attack and a three inch minimum range. You could set up a move potentially as long as you're laning, say within two inches of Hrothgorn, you actually can't trigger the, the trap, right?
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, that's exactly how you get around it. Uh,
0: but there might be certain positions where you can sort of force that to happen though,
1: yeah. Uh, most of the time looking at what they have for their deployment, um, is going to affect how far back I deploy the, uh, the RIPA, uh, and there's a couple times that I had on terrain, Hrothgorn three inches directly above the base of the, uh, of the RIPA, and then they would step into the three inch range of, uh, of the Ripa and then Rothgorn would just be able to fire from top down like no problem. Uh it definitely is that's the way to do it though is to bog me down uh and get inside that donut or get inside and just take a punch from him instead instead of the 4-8. That's definitely the way to do it. Um and it and it's happened. Uh but it's hard to get it's hard to get it. It's easier said than done to do that because I'm going to make sure I position accordingly to what abilities and what your move speed is.
2: When the the Gut Ripper being able to, I mean, it's only two attacks, but you have two inch range on that and you usually have Quiv in there as well. So you got another two inch range attacker. So and again, they're not necessarily cranking out damage, but those little little planking crits can really help soften stuff up. So unless it's like a big, scary dragon that's zipped in here and has high tough, high wounds, all that kind of stuff, um, you know, between the three of them, you can usually probably loosen, loosen Rothgorn up to start to start plugging away again and start just gunning people down across the board
1: yeah for sure i mean it's quiv has been surprisingly those little dudes like you get a a quick crit for four damage people not expecting it it's there's just a lot of uh there's a lot of things going there
2: like the yeah like skeletons and soul blade when they start critting you're like oh this is not fun anymore <laughs> yep. yeah this little little chaff guys right so... where am i <clears throat>
0: so in order to get here you play against someone else who's also a master of very very nuanced soup lists you played against <sighs> peter merson cabbage
1: mm-hmm. that was the sweatiest best chess game of Warcry that i've ever played and uh, he and i <laughs> talked a lot yep. prior to this about building our list so he knew what i was coming with i knew what he was coming with it wasn't um it it wasn't a surprise to either of us of what was happening or what was going on. But when we played a first game, uh, my first tournament ever was at ACO, and he played me, and uh, he didn't even take me out on a date first. He just completely ruined me. And uh, (laughs) it felt super bad. I I didn't feel pretty. I didn't feel taken care of or safe. He turned one, rampaged a Bounder boss, destroyed two of my chaff, burned objectives and won the game on turn two <laughs> and i was like what just happened like what level he's, of gameplay?" he's trying is to this? cut
0: back on that he got he supposedly got fair dice and he's no he, he does that's what to, i played it's, him it's supposed with. to his, happen less
1: than... <laughs> super gravity dice at 12 dollars a die and he's a magician wizard with them the dude is an outstanding table manners the dude is oh, just yeah. a class act Absolutely. he's enjoyable he's polite and he's probably one of the best damn Cry players I've ever played against and probably will ever play against. So for my second tournament to go up and go against him, uh, it was it was super interesting. And it was on Reaper out of all missions.
2: Yep. Yep. I feel like so how nice was, Peter is is like the, the worst part about him because he kicks your butt and then he's just smiling and super nice the whole time. And you got nothing to – you can't be mad about it or anything. You're like, this guy's no. he has got it all going on and I'm just going to have to take this out.
1: I knew better this time. I knew 100% better this time. <laughs> we were both bright red sweating, just <laughs> dripping in thought playing to time. And uh, it was just – I even though I came in in second, being able to get a uh, he told me out of 30 games or something he played in tournaments this year. He's only had three losses and me being one of them. uh, That felt like the biggest win of the tournament to me was being able to play somebody that I like looked up to list built with and knew that they were going to play every single activation with utmost care. Guy was amazing.
0: Yeah, I can. I think I can name. I know he, I know Javi beat him at ACO. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I don't know who he lost. I think he must have, he lost to either Dan. He would have had to have lost. To, no, he, I don't think he, he no, didn't play it, either Dan or it, Justin
2: at uh, Adepticon. It, did he? he and I tied. And I think that was what pulled him out. I think he had maybe yep. a minor win as well. But yeah, he and I tied in the third round. Yep. And then he, uh, he didn't, he didn't lose at
0: my tournament either. He drew with yeah. Fred.
2: And he and he came second in Adepticon because of that yeah because Dan had all all wins and then um, hit the the second best record I think. Whoa.
0: Oh yeah, he's been on he's been on a tear uh, since since he recracked the code on on gets, uh after Nova last year. He came back, dusted himself off, and yeah, he's been on a tear ever since.
2: It's so it's so cool to see just how he built the list too. Like you look at it and like there's stuff in here that. Um, a lot of it like makes sense in just like if you're building a gets list um like Snurk. i think is a lot of people shy away from just because of the low wounds uh but oh the, way, the way peter plays that deployment is just unreal it's so cool he explained it to me and i was just in yep. a slack uh, jaw. Yeah, I, I was like that is so I, cool that is so brilliant
0: yeah it's all yeah the nuance the positioning and everything else like that
2: <laughs> and frog's in it so it's an auto win right Prog Prog showing up it's a good list it made it all but more
1: worthwhile to I think in one turn I think what what decided it was uh I disengaged from a hard boy boss rampage killed a uh, bounder boss with rothgorn turned and got the second fire off uh and killed a and killed Prague or Stavo with net whatever it was one of them and I was just like well we're here now sir and then uh <laughs> snark sour tongue quickly deleted an art boss with like one I, I was like well okay but uh you know, here we
2: are. There's nothing worse than staring down the barrel of a brewgated snark. Just start whirling uh, that ball at you when you know you know it's coming. Then what is it? Uh, how many how many dice does he normally have? Three, I think. So he's chucking six dice, and you just yeah, you're ready to get splatted. So
0: uh, before we get to the rest of the list here, we, uh, we'll cover Javi here as well as the as the other is uh, the fourth member of the top table, but a pretty. For a pretty clear first, second, third. We actually had a, a, so best overall, though, went to uh, Michael Glazer. Uh, He went four and one. And uh, painting scores, combination painting scores and overall scores. uh, I don't think I had pictures of his, but I heard he had a whole lot of uh, votes for best painted. But uh, his KO list looked really solid. Uh, So he ran Miz and Master. Uh, Oh, Rob, you played him, too. Yeah, he played Mizzen Master. <laughs> uh, his secret tech is uh, Enric, I- Enric Iron Hail. Uh, the 1.0 Volley Gun uh, profile on there. Yeah, the endra Master with and Harness as a uh, uh, as a melee uh, threat. Uh, an either Cannon that we see in a lot of KO lists. And then uh, Arconaut Skypike, one of those. And six Arconauts with pistols. 995
2: points, 11 models his the the pictures are out there, I think I'll see if I can find them. um and they're It's incredible. He made it like this like treasure chest kind of looking thing too it was it was ah uh, not...
0: I think they're on discord yeah i might mm-hmm. I might have to go dig. I put a lot of work into putting these together, but I always miss things and sometimes yep. I put them in in post, so maybe we'll get this
2: cool cool yeah i'll I'll help you find it too um i remember (laughs) his story it was like
1: they were looking for the lost ale of like the dude and it was just like so unreal and immersive and the 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 diorama was this like open treasure chest or side of an ale barrel it looked like and it was just gleaming gold it was gorgeous and i was just like my god like it was the coolest thing i think i've ever seen for like a diorama for a dude just to roll up with it have a kick-ass story have an awesome warband and like he was really enjoyable to play against he was a he was a fun guy
2: it's a, it's kind of an innovative um i uh ko list from what we've seen um it, it kind of diversifies in a way that i don't feel like i've seen a ton of ko lists do with the skypike in there um it's got a little more melee threat uh, and not just kind of really dumping everything into the aether cannons which is cool yeah um, I'm just I'm used easily, to seeing
0: yeah. a I'm used to seeing a single Sky Pike in the lists. Um, Yeah, you're right. It's not double either cannon. It's not mm-hmm. double either cannon. Double. So you, you do have access to double fight for profit, but usually the Mizen Master is probably going to be flying around doing other stuff.
2: Yeah, and I mean Enric just launching launching BBs across the board, 15 inches, just plinking at stuff wherever he wants it, basically. So, so that was that was a cool cool pickup in there. Yeah,
0: that's a profile I forgot about because volley guns that six the six attack profile that's gone from uh two for the most part uh fumigators have something close I yeah. think yep. no, no, not fumigators either chemists they have something close, but volley guns all have three attacks now
2: mm-hmm. and it yeah it's it's not something I think. Like, if I was building KO, I don't think I would bother going and looking in the Toma Champions to look at the profiles because it's they're all move three guys, right? So you right. just assume that they're going to be worse uh, in this. No, edition. but that one, no, that one probably still holds up. You, you know, if you look
0: at it in a vacuum. Yeah, I'd pay 125 or 120 points for that.
2: Yeah, he's got got 14 wounds, which is cool too. But yeah, that 15 range when you can project like that, even though you're only, you know, one three damage that that six dice, it's going to be you know, there's only what two factions in the game that can counter those attacks and it's uh, mirror game versus KO or um, Oh, what's the city's one? great water fastness yeah yep mm-hmm. yeah those are the only ones that can do range counter so you're, you're usually pretty safe just chucking those those uh pretty weak attacks and stuff and uh dan and i were joking when when uh in the final game because <laughs> this was the second uh the second bracket i think um in mm-hmm. the final game uh that, that michael played was against alexander and so it was this uh it was the dwarf off in the year of the dwarf uh, and and michael michael got to be the dwarf king of nova he he beat the other good dwarf list <laughs> <laughs> got the crown well all right
0: <clears throat> that's it for all the lists we have this week up 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 next uh upcoming events so i'm gonna plug mine here first i already have my next three events laid in for the fourth quarter this year uh, October 15th, we're going to be running tourney, tournament practice. Uh, stay tuned on the Discord or on the local Discords for the location for that. Um, November 12th, we will be doing turning practice as well. Uh, it's going to be one of two stores, either Epic Loot or at Dragon's Guild Hall in uh, Beaver Creek. And then I've put in uh, the request to get the store championship at Epic Loot on December 3rd. So this is a store championship tournament with the, uh, the glass trophy uh, from the organized play pack. And so the, the two events leading up to that, we're going to run probably three rounds of Swiss and actually do pairings and kind of stick to the stick to the rules a little bit more uh, going it, going into this, we, uh, we were just kind of doing some open play, but now we're going to add a little more formality to it. And again, I'm going to run my uh, uh, run the, uh, the championship tournament there at epic loot there um if you're interested in coming to dayton uh the rules locally we have in effect we have no monsters uh we we find that monsters are uh not conducive towards new players they make the game all about the monsters we like to play good honest war cry uh we've been using the uh, salty seas title pack for the missions lately and we are continuing to use the blessings rules from white dwarf or ninety. so you have those options available to you
1: i'm uh this, in love with your rules and effect the uh no monsters title pack blessing i think that's
2: phenomenal are you are you going to play the the flexi blessings or are you going to go uh we're going to just...
0: yeah we that's a great question we're going to play the blessings as they are in mm-hmm. the magazine yes they are the flex blessings as originally intended not how they're being done at warhammer world <laughs>
2: yeah i I really like the the flexibility of it just because there's at least for um, the the normal models, you got the flexibility for four different blessings for fifteen points. and so it's it's so cool to be able to line up against somebody and have that ability to to know what which of those you want to do. Do you want wounds? Do you want toughness, do you want strength or do you want move? Um, and it, yeah, most of the uh, the versions i've seen people playing with they're they're, they're playing hard and fast with just no pick it beforehand so um i'm curious yeah, i'm excited to see in. it mhm yeah lock it up beforehand but um, um i'll see if i can get down there Warren yeah you
0: got you get some you get some advance notice here i, I,
2: um, I owe you i owe you a trip you were here i got to i got to get you back got to come on your turf well if
0: you don't make it to this i promise going to be doing something even bigger next year mm. but,
2: Ooh, tantalizing. Oh. Love it. The foreshadowing. (laughs) Foreshadowing.
0: But yeah, I like the blessings. Uh, I really want to kind of continue to explore that to see how much strategic depth they bring to the game. Mm -hmm. But uh, more important than my events, we got a whole lot of other events going on here across the country, too. We're going to kind of run these down, To Details are going to be in the show notes. So coming up here, uh, this weekend... Uh, hopefully this episode is going to go up in time, but September 30th, Saturday, the Gnarled Goose, Ch- the Gnarled Goose Chase at Game Center in St. Paul. This is uh, Salty's tournament. Uh, he's added some narrative rules there uh, as well, involving chasing down geese and getting some bonus points in in, uh, in the missions.
2: Uh, I'm, excited I'm, I'm heading up there for it yeah, yeah I'm, I'm looking that. forward to it yeah i'm going uh um uh, like i think i said before eric uh is heading up um and i think he's bringing his son and then i think Vint is also coming from dogs of Warcry. cry so um, okay. it's gonna be we got a little not not quite as big as last time where i think we brought seven people um but yeah i'm I'm stoked to get up there again i've been slowly talking to some more more folks that live up that way and excited to get to uh get to see everybody and playing, uh, I love the pack, the goose, the whole principle behind it sounds really fun. So very, very much looking forward to that event. I got, as of of recording, I've got, uh, what is it? Uh, four, three, three and a half, four days to, uh, finish green stuffing and then, uh, paint all of my models. So I think I'm ahead of schedule compared to my normal tournament output. (laughs) Is it the project you've been working on? Yeah, this is, this is my, this is going to be my, uh, My WWE Spire Tyrants, or my wrestling Spire Tyrants. Technically, one of them is not a WWE wrestler, so you're you're going to be you're going to be finishing this Friday night. Then I will (laughs) probably be still working on it. Uh, The tournament starts at ten, so if I'm done by seven o'clock on Saturday morning, I will. uh, I'll feel pretty good about myself. The paint might still be a little tacky, but hey,
1: (laughs) as long as they're on the paint, man. The, gonna be uh, real with you. It took a lot of restraint for me to ask if that was a real goose you were chasing. Uh, I, had to <laughs> really, I had to really sit back and think about that, <laughs> which is embarrassing. But
2: <laughs> there's a no. So it's gonna be. um If I recall correctly, uh there's gonna be uh, an animal on each table. I think I don't know if they're all gonna be actually geese. I don't know if I've, I don't know if Dan's uh, loaded up on just goose. Uh, Goose minis, but uh, I think one thing can pick it up, and then every time you attack a fighter, I can't remember if it has to be successful or not, but every time you attack the fighter with the goose, you take the goose from them. Um, I, I was I was list building a little bit with Vint the other day, uh, trying to plan some stuff out with him, and he's, he's building a list that is exclusively targeting, trying to get the goose no matter what. He is going to try to win, uh, the awesome. mo- I don't know what the award will be, but most goosest, uh, probably. <laughs> Um, Super good. yeah so looking looking forward to it. i think it's gonna be a lot of fun
0: yeah i can't wait to hear about it mm-hmm. all right next up so i i got the right guys on for this so this weekend also i think you guys are going to be starting an online discord league the second season of it
2: that's right yeah
1: it's true
2: tell me about that Good, yeah, rob
1: uh Pretty much uh, we saw such positive effects and outcomes from the first league when Salty ran it. Uh, And when we found out he was going to be running his next one in November, we immediately wanted to keep running with the momentum. And uh, we went from, I think, uh, 10 or 12 up to 17 currently. And our rosters are not due till the 29th. It's one game a week. You can, it's all the flexibility in the world for that. Uh, and it brought a community so much closer together. It's been crazy. Mm-hmm. People streaming games, having fun. Um, you know, it's, it's free to enter. All you gotta do is just show up, follow the rules, be chill. And it's been a outstanding success so far. And the fact that uh, the best part about it is you don't have to paint, you don't have to glue.
2: You just show up, load your stuff in and you're good to play. Yeah, it's been, it's been really incredible being able to play internationally with people Um, and, you know, it gets a little tricky with scheduling sometimes, but we tried to structure this one a little more intentionally so that um, you have kind of the week uh to you get the matchup at the beginning of the week um assuming you know we don't we don't get the like, everybody hasn't finished their games a little bit earlier but um so it should be able to kind of plan for the weekends uh and then also having like the monday available for people to try to get their games in. so um try to give as much flexibility and prep time for people to uh before before they get to uh before they have to play their game so yeah it, it's, it's been so exciting like i uh Rob's been a huge um, TTS guy for for a while now, and Javi as well. Uh, and I'm I'm late to the party, but I'm, I'm two feet in completely. Uh, it's it's such an, an incredible tool, you know. Hood on the Discord uh, can't give him any more props for for what he's built here. And um, mm-hmm. and then uh, Ziggy Stardust on the Discord too. He's been helping out. Uh, just it's the the energy is it's it's crackling right now it's it's really cool that so many amazing people like every time it's it's like when you get to go to a, a con or something like that and you play with so many cool fun people uh it's just doing that every every week you get to meet someone new you kind of I, I i've kept up with the the four opponents that i've had so far kind of you know messaging them on the side and stuff like that saying hey good luck with your games all that kind of stuff so um you know it, it really is it, it feels so much more interactive with the community instead of just talking to strangers on discord all day about the game you get to play those games with and you just get those more personal experiences with them. Um, and you can test out some wacky stuff. You can get as sweaty or as chill as you want with those lists. Um, and we're, we're trying out a pretty different, it's, it's kind <clears> of <throat> a less oh, yeah. uh, less rigid version of what Justin did at Nova, where I know he was really, really meticulous about how he uh, built everything, kept every, every mission um, to 20 points, uh, and you had splits across that. What we're going to do is, play straight up victory points with it try to keep it balanced as much as possible uh internally with the pack um so you know if there's a mission that's good for that, that's better for having um like a horde war band then there's there's a counterpoint to that somewhere in the pack where elites should be able to get similar amounts of points on that so uh, a little a little less precise maybe than he's doing on it but um <clears throat> just a cool experiment to see uh, you know, the individual games kind of where, where we looked at it, like might not feel quite as, um, like the winner loss might not feel quite as meaningful, but it's cool because you get to see like a very real projection of how you did across the tournament, um, based on those points and stuff like that. So a little, little experimental. Um, but this is the perfect place to do that kind of stuff. There's, there's low stakes, you know, <laughs> you got to play yeah, one game a
1: week. There's you know? no stakes. You just,
2: you just <laughs> have two hours of your day. That's it, man. Yeah meet someone cool play a fun game with them um yeah. Yeah. yeah and we all go cool let's do it again in a different way if we you know if we want to do something new so for sure
0: yeah that's awesome yeah the, so if you're if you're new to Warcry, the the program they're talking about is tabletop simulator uh there'll be links oh, oh there'll be links to the discord and then the uh, show notes as well to where to get to the official Warcry discord where all this is happening uh as someone who's on discord quite a bit uh I'll say that the tabletop simulator doesn't necessarily do it for me, but I'm not I wasn't a big like webcam magic during the pandemic person either. Mm. But but I see like at all hours of the day now, I can see folks in that chat room and there's people playing Warcry. And I know that what it's gonna do is it's gonna elevate the competitive side of this game yep. uh, quite a bit because people are getting all these extra games in and all these reps in. It's gonna be like kill team where you know besides the big tournaments there's people playing tts games all the time getting all these reps in
2: and and you know it doesn't even have to strictly be competitive side right like for sure you get you get to see what these competitive lists are doing more often um than you would otherwise but uh, you know the, the structure we kind of talked about and depending on what, once we get more people we can do kind of a you know a more play the same pack with people that are looking to get really competitive and then people that are also looking to just be out there having a good time, not bringing these crazy tuned up lists. So you, you're not gonna get matched up with a, you know chimera and plague bears round one. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna get oh, matched true. up with these top meta lists, you know. So um it the, the flexibility of it is just it's truly incredible. Um I've I've already got like 20 ideas for just stupid tournaments that we can do where oh my God. um by yeah, trying to trying to do a reverse one, like a reverse meta where you bring the worst list and you have to play against it, and whoever has the worst record at the end uh is the winner. So yeah, trying to pick the best models just completely Different strategy, but you're still trying your hardest to win every game. um Stuff like that, where you know, realistically, you're not—you're not gonna be able to do that in person, right? That's so so much to ask of someone to go somewhere, spend an entire day doing it, and stuff like that. This is just the perfect testing ground for for so many different things. We also get data streamlined super fast. We get mm-hmm. feedback
1: from everybody mm, super yep. fast. Everything is done in accordance to what and how people felt about things. Uh, and it's, and yet again, like I think he, he touched on it briefly the first international games of Warcry. Like, that's yeah. awesome. I got to play against Itan, who's off Metamusing. Like, we have other people, Wargame on Toast, coming in. We were like directly talking to Salty. Everybody's stirring and moving and talking, and it feels so alive and so active. And even the people who weren't a fan of TTS, uh, they were just coming in and watching games, having fun. Everything was great. Uh, and uh, it's just been. It's been really good, and we even ask in the beginning, you know, do you need a tutorial on TTS? Do you need a tutorial on Warcry? If that's the case, Mike, myself, somebody else will jump in with you, show you the ropes, teach you, you know, this is how we're gonna do things, this is how it's set up, this is the commands for everything, and then hopefully have you on the like uh, have you on there. We had new people play uh this this round, and everybody everybody was real cool with them. Everybody helped them out, and then played games and just had a good time.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's not hard to learn either, you know, you, once you get it, uh, it's a super quick download to get the mod, and then it's, I mean, yeah, <laughs> you pick it up in a hurry. I learned while I was playing my first game uh, against the guy who ended up winning the tournament, like he was, I was playing against him, I, it was, yeah, <laughs> I learned on the fly, and uh it was super easy to pick up so you know it, and like you said if you if you need to learn the game uh or a tabletop simulator it's it's quick to pick up and people there's so many people willing to jump in and help out with it so um don't be afraid reach out if you if you need anything for sure if you're thinking about and, it
0: and i guess another p- potential audience for this league is also going to be folks that are not living near like one of the the hotbeds of war cry right if you're not yeah. in Wisconsin or Minneapolis or Ohio or Northern Virginia, or like Kansas City or Salt Lake City, right? Some of these other places, some of these other folks scattered across the world, you can still enjoy Warcry.
1: Yeah, for sure. those... I have zero events near me locally. This has been <laughs> my way to test, my way to talk, my way to just be engaged to the point where I'm prepped when I go out to tournaments. It's been a world of a change. I don't even play other games anymore. I used to be gaming WoW, I used to be gaming Hearthstone, overwatch being a shill for blizzard but now uh since tts and like this whole community it's been it's been such an unparalleled event for anybody that's like hey this is your hobby you don't have those centers to go to well we're your people you just come and be with us
0: no tournaments in your area yet but we'll get to that <laughs>
2: Yeah. So like, yeah i was just gonna say that like the, the whole reason i joined it was because i wanted to give like i was like if i can just give it some more people games and stuff like that i'm so lucky to have the community that i have locally to be able to play i mean i can get a pickup game pretty much any day of the week if i really want to um you know and so many people don't have anybody that plays within driving distance of them on a day right so i was like let me jump in and um you know let, let's let's try to Build this community with people that uh want to play that are unable to play. Um and that it's just really made it so that like you said, you, you can play when there's nobody else around, which is just amazing.
0: So before we get to your tournament, we before that, on October 21st, there's a Rogue Trader Tournament. Uh I didn't catch the TO's name or I didn't write it down, but uh details are gonna be in the show notes. In Yorktown, Virginia, so if you're in the Nova area, it's a little bit way down the ways as you're going towards Virginia Beach, maybe two or three hour drive. Uh, at Jerseys, Cards, Games, and Comics, uh, Tournament Pack is is uh, going to be located on the show notes there. So again, another uh, for, you know, Central, South uh, Virginia, uh, an option there. And then November 4th, we got a tourney at Red Seal Gaming and mawa um, I'm sorry, Matawan, New Matawan.
1: Jersey. yeah. So that's
0: southern New Jersey, right? Right on the border, I think.
1: No, you're. That's uh, Matawan is uh, central, northeast Jersey. Okay, uh, it's it's up there.
0: So so south of the city, but within within distance of the city, right? And you're in. It's you and Gray in uh, putting this one together, right,
1: Rob? Me and me and Kyle, uh, Kyle. And oh yeah, so
0: that's lit. right. Yeah, R-B-L. Kyle was interested, but okay, yeah, Kyle or gray was interested, but Kyle, the, uh, uh, the flesh eater courts player.
1: Yeah. The, uh, Royal beast dude. He, um, he, uh, he and I wanted to come together. We found, uh, we met each other at Atlanta ACO. Uh, we've been playing ever since then together. We played together at Nova. We played here and we're like, you know what? We're tired of not having anything with us. Uh, red seal gaming is a really spectacular place. Very accommodating, clean. They have lockers you could borrow for the day um and you go in we talk to them and we're gonna have a nice tournament that starts at 11 30 four rounds same very similar setup to you uh we have three blessings no monsters you could flex the blessings we didn't want to get out of hand we have a a big need for new players around the area so we didn't want it to be imposing so we're doing a mix of core and rumble pack uh missions with secondaries to balance out so if you want to go and do elite or you want to play horde uh, You'll be able to do both comfortably without feeling at a disadvantage. We really want people to just bring the warband they want to, um, and it's going to be a good time. And we really just want people to. Uh, we have good prize support already set up, and uh, we have we have permission. We're just trying to get the word out now.
0: Yeah, good mix of missions. And again, if you're in an area where you don't have in-person War Cry, uh, do what you you know if you can. If you get some terrain. You can start small, like two or three boards will probably be all you need to start with. Most of my tournaments are only like six players a lot of times, so you don't really need a lot to get started. But, uh, you know, you can be the change in your area for bringing Warcry to your area.
2: If you if you build it, right? If you build they it, will come.
0: They, will come they will come. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: No, nah, we're really excited for it. Uh, it's going to be awesome.
0: All right, and then last but not least, this is a little bit. This is a little bit far out. This is uh, December 9th through tenth, the Antor Supply at Everwinter Con. So there's a gaming convention in Boston, Massachusetts. Actually, it's in the uh, kind of on the outskirts of uh, of Boston and uh, Waltham, where I used to live. And uh, Nuno is putting this on. If you guys know oh, Nuno. Nice. Yeah the, yeah, the King of Warcry narrative. Yeah. <laughs> so he's putting on this event here. Um again, description uh, description for the, uh, the tourney pack is going to be in the show notes, but uh you know, bring a dis- optional to bring a display board for your warband, bring at least 1300 points worth of stuff. So there's going to be some sort of like progression to this. Uh Nuno goes way deep on the uh, on the uh, crazy
2: narrative stuff. He's a wild man. He gets, yeah. he gets weird in the most fun way. <laughs> he's, I haven't oh, played yeah. any of his, but I'm always reading up on him. And I wish I could be near to him.
0: Yep. So he's putting this together. It's gonna be a great event. And, and check this out. If any listeners are interested in going post in the comments, because Nuno has been so gracious. We've got our first official sponsorship in a way. Nudo has been gracious enough to give me a bunch of passes for the Everwinter Con to give out to listeners if you're going to be coming and playing in this Warcry narrative event. Dang. So post up in the comments. This is not a this is not a drill for have our first <laughs> channel giveaway. Post up in the comments. Uh, do something along the lines of uh, what do you like about Narrative Warcry and. Uh, if you want to be, and I got plenty of these to give out, but if you want, if you want a chance at that, put that in the comments there, get some engagement on there. And I'm going to, I'm going to draw, raffle off uh, as many as I have of these, of these uh, con passes to get you, uh, uh, to get you free entrance to the convention so you can go enjoy that. So there's one less thing you have to worry about, you know, you get the hotel hotel the road trip the gas i can't cover that but i can get you into the con uh if you uh if you comment on this uh, video on youtube how's
2: that warren let me know when this goes up might uh oh, might awesome. have to make that trip got some comments yeah, that's over
1: amazing
2: right. that's it's super very,
0: cool it's very very tempting to me i have i have friends in boston i haven't seen in a while it's very tempting for me to go but i think i have another commitment that weekend that's right and after the tournament
2: right? Hmm? that's the weekend after your tournament too, right? It's the
0: weekend after my tournament. So it's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, there's also, there's also a magic event in Pittsburgh. I'm looking at hanging out with some friends there too. <laughs> it's, and I'm also traveling. I'm also traveling for the holidays. So it, it's a lot, it's a lot going on, but I really want to.
1: Yeah. sounds awesome. That is, I, I've yet to play a game of narrative um, and it's something that everybody's been talking about. That seems so wonderful and it's something i really kind of just want to get dig in and you just sold me so hard on it <laughs> and i kind of really want to see if i could clear some time up to go to boston in december which sounds it's, awesome
0: it's that or it's adepticon in the spring mm-hmm. the, the dogs of war pride do it upright too
2: they've been yeah, they've been working on some stuff. They were I know they met up the other night. they've been uh, been laying the plans, haven't heard anything about it yet, but I know they're they're always brewing some fun stuff. yeah, narr- narrative you can you can have a a really good time with.
0: This brings us to a close for this episode of Dayton War Cry Club. We'll be back next time, and I'm not quite sure what we'll talk about. So let me lay down a hobby challenge. We have October coming up, and I have not been doing a lot of hobby. So, what I'm going to probably do is I'm going to be asked around on Discord uh, to see folks' October picks. And I'm going to get started on my Iron Jaws. And it's my goal to try to actually get some work done on my Iron Jaws uh, next month. So hopefully we get to see something from uh, from uh, the listeners, from the viewers out there, and uh, maybe something from uh, uh, Mike and Rob. I'm going
2: to I have to build a few models up. Yeah, buy those brand new boys. We're always, we're
1: always. I got a, I got a, a couple boxes when I'm coming in now. We're, we're ready for up October. It was hot work boy summer. We're going into October. It's never ending.
2: Just don't expect anything from me until uh, what it'll be October 31st at you know 11:55. That's when I'll start painting. <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, another topic we, <clears throat> another topic we're also looking at doing. Uh, Zach had proposed something like teaching Warcry. So. Uh, we might have a special uh, topic and discussion with him on that. Uh, but in the meantime, you can always chat with each of us on the official Warcry Discord. Link is here in the description below. So we talk about folks on the Discord, this is where you can find us all. Uh, I don't run this Discord. I just live on it pretty much 24-7.
2: I think we you can all, find all three of us too. <laughs> yep, I don't do.
0: You can find else. me there. I'm War Machine. Uh, I'm Armour I'm Enthusiast 7. I'm um, Girth. Thanks for listening. that?
1: <laughs> it, it didn't start until just now. <laughs>
2: it only came through for a second.
1: Yeah, that's good just lived under a train for a second you're fine
2: <laughs> there you go there's your b-reel that's the, the yeah. show b-reel for you what's <laughs> yeah. that sound? Uh, so
1: what join that me underneath Dr. this Files? train for an evening with friends
0: oh i got plenty yes i got plenty outtakes now <laughs> try this again here